0: Well, welcome back to our Knowledge Cast podcast series. If you're a first-time listener, we're glad to, uh, that you joined us. And you can find out uh, more about our other podcast guests by simply going to jackwwilliams.com and scroll down to the podcast area, and you'll see the guests that we've had both in our first and our second season. Well, today, our guest is Melissa Porowski, and we're in for a, a real treat today. I have to warn you. Uh, After listening to Melissa's story, you're either going to immediately go outside and start exercising or crawl back in your bed and feel like a real slob. Um, Melissa, by profession, is the head of a high school math department and is currently working on her doctorate of education in math. She has completed over 20 marathons around the world and has also done the unthinkable. Let's talk about that unthinkable. So listen carefully as I say this because I want to make sure you understand it clearly. Melissa has competed in a double Ironman competition, and she's also competed in a triple Ironman competition. I'll let her describe what this involves in a second, but she not only ran both of these races in 2021, she won both uh, events. And by doing so, Melissa was the first female American in 30 years to be named the International Ultra Tri-Associate World Cup winner in 2021. So, Melissa, welcome. We're, we're thrilled to have you with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Well,
0: let's get started uh, by asking, uh, how did you get started running, and, and what kind of motivates you to do so? This is not something you just kind of decide in uh, a 30-year plan to, to run triple Ironmans.
1: <laughs> you're right. You're right. You know, I, I started running when I was about eight years old. And I, I think it was honestly just because I wanted to hang around my dad. He's been a runner his whole life, and we would go running together for as long as I can remember, and um, we kept going, you know, I started at eight, and then we just kept running together, and I think it was after college where we really started getting serious about running. We started doing marathons, and after we had done a few, we said, hmm, let's try a 50-mile. Let's see if we can do that, so I think that's all how it began, and it's just kind of snowballed from there.
0: Well, uh, Melissa's dad and I played football together at Tech, and actually went to high school with her mom. And I remember when uh, her dad was at Tech, the coaches would say there were two guys that we say could just run like the wind, and they said uh, they thought that they could let them start in Atlanta and just tell them stop when they got to the Pacific Ocean, and uh, <laughs> and, and I think that's probably probably true. Well, that's in twenty twenty in twenty twenty one, you won the World Cup by. Uh, Winning both the double and the triple Ironman competition, and you did them both in the same year. Explain to the listeners what the requirements are for the double and the triple Ironman.
1: Okay, so a single Ironman distance is you swim 2.4 miles, you bike 112 miles, and you run a marathon, which is 26.2 miles. So a, a double and then the triple is, is the same way you, you double those distances or you triple those distances and you do it all at once. So instead of going in and swimming 2.4 miles, if you were doing a double, you would get in the water and you'd swim 4.8 miles. Or if you're doing the triple, you would get in the water and you'd swim 7.2 miles. So the double is a 4.8 miles swim, uh, 224 miles on the bike and 52.4 miles running. And then the triple is seven point two miles swimming, uh, three hundred and thirty six miles on the bike, and seventy eight point six miles running.
2: This is
0: where I need to take a take uh, a second. I'm getting tired already. <laughs> what what was your motivation to? I mean, taking on one Ironman is quite a challenge, but what was your motivation to try the double and the triple?
1: I I think once i do something i am looking for the next thing what what is the next challenge i can do and i remember my dad and i we we did the 50 mile run and then we said well let's try 100 so we did a 100 mile run together and during that run i met um met somebody on the course just doing it also and he had done an ironman and i thought well i can do an ironman if i can do 100 miles i'm going to try that next and um so I did a few Ironmans, um, and luckily my sister did those with me because my dad is not a huge fan of swimming. So wow. she, my sister, uh, we did we've done all of our Ironmans together. And then in one of the Ironmans, I saw a man with a tattoo of a triple Ironman on his leg, and I I was just like, "What is this? You've got you've got to be kidding." What is, <laughs> it? What is this amazing event? And so, um, you know, I thought about it for a really long time. I thought there's no way I can do that. But when um, COVID hit and I was supposed to go to France to do Ironman Nice and I couldn't go and I just had months to train. I thought, okay, I'm going to I'm going to get ready for this. I'm not in school. You know, we were all virtual at that point. I have time to do it. And so I contacted the race director for the double Ironman and I just started getting ready for it.
0: What a cool story. So you got motivated by a tattoo.
1: I know. <laughs> that's so funny. I've
0: never right. heard of that as the motivation source. That's that's cool. <laughs> well, how, how long did it take you to complete the triple Ironman competition?
1: So the triple Ironman took a total of 52 hours and 55 minutes. It was now, about um, four. It took me about four and a half hours to do the swim, about 24 hours on the bike. And the run was the rest of that. I don't think I remember what my run you're,
0: was. You're a math teacher; you should know that.
1: I know. I know you're right. I should have looked it up before I before I came on. But
0: well, now here's the big question: How many breaks did you take during that time? So, 52 hours. How many breaks?
1: So the you know all the athletes are different. Some of them are able to take naps, and you know a friend of mine I, I had met in a previous race was doing this race with me. He took a nap in his car. I just, um, I couldn't do it. So I, I got off my bike a couple times and I I stopped at my tent a few times running, but um, I didn't take any breaks as far as like sleeping goes. I changed my clothes a few times, but you know, in ultra running, they have a phrase, it's beware of the chair. And uh, just if you sit down, you might not get back up. And that's what I was afraid of. So just kept going.
0: You mentioned that phrase when we first talked and I I can't Mm -hmm. tell how many times I've used it since then. Really? Uh, Yeah, that's that's a cool one.
1: Um,
0: Now, one of your Ironman competitions, I I don't know whether you did this with your sister or not, uh, was the Alcatraz competition in San Francisco, where the swimming component of the race uh, meant that you had to swim from the Alcatraz prison to the shore. Uh, That's some pretty tough water. Tell us about that experience.
1: That might have been the coolest race I've ever done because it really, what I remember, um, so you take a boat across to the, to the rock and they can't, you have to jump off the boat because you can't get close enough to the island. The the waves are too choppy. And so all, all the way out there, they're telling us, you know, um, just really take it in. Don't be nervous. You know, turn around while you swim and look back and you'll see the Golden Gate Bridge and Alcatraz. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do any of that. I'm dying of nerves right now. The water was about uh, 57 degrees and I was pretty choppy on the way out, but it's, it's not a full Ironman distance. It's only about one point five miles swim and a shorter bike and a shorter run. But everybody goes for the swim. You know, and so I remember they uh, they threw the anchor out and they said, you know, who's ready to escape from Alcatraz? And I, <laughs> it, I was like, not me. No, I can't do it. Um, but you had to just walk up to the edge of the boat and jump off one at a time. And I just I did look, turn around and look back and it was just like, oh, my gosh, it, it was it was awesome. What so about the current? Yeah, the what current. About- the current was pretty, pretty rough. Yeah, it was uh, there were no buoys. They You kind of have to just sight. Um, And they gave us some buildings to sight on our way in. And um, so just tried to keep my head in the water and and keep going. And just, it was awesome.
0: I know when I uh, jumped out of a perfectly good airplane, at 15,000 feet, and did it tandem. Uh, the, The girl that jumped before me freaked out right before when they went to the big open window. And with her partner, and she started screaming and hollering, she's not going Oh, and no. they just pushed her out. And I said, you know, I didn't need to see that. Oh, uh, gosh. <laughs> but uh, I, I can, I can understand a little bit about jumping in that water.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: Well, you've got, you know, you got to occupy your mind for quite a bit of length of time, I guess, when you're, when you're going through, whether it's an Ironman or double or triple, mm-hmm. what do you think about, how do you pass the time mentally while you're going through this grueling competition?
1: No, I was thinking about that question. And, you know, luckily for most of my races, I've been with my dad and we we talked the entire time and my sister and we talked the entire time. But, you know, there's a lot of training I do by myself and the triple Ironman and double I did by myself. So I don't know. I think you just kind of lose yourself for a little while. And being the math teacher, I have to admit that I'm doing a lot of calculating like, okay, if I can get to here and here by this point and then this mile I can do in this amount of time. So I'm, I'm constantly calculating numbers in my mind, but I don't know what I'm what goes through my mind other than just, you know, different thoughts, did you, um, prayers. Did you,
0: ha- did you have any friends or, I mean, now it looks like your family was participating with them and some of them. Uh, I know some of the folks that, that do the Ironman have different family and friends stationed at different parts of the race kind of giving them updates on times and encouragement. Mm-hmm. Did, did you have a, a team perowski out there?
1: Yes. Or, t- yes. or team Bevan? We did. We had both. Okay. So my dad and I, my mom comes and crews for us and she's the best crew there is. And then um, my husband and my son came and crewed for me for the double Ironman and the triple Ironman. And they were just, you know, I may have cried a couple of times when I saw them because it was getting real emotional, but um. It's it's really really fun to have them there.
0: Well, that that makes it even more special. Well, really of the does. three of the three different um, legs, if you will, the swim, bike, and run. Which one is your best event? Which one's your favorite event? And which one's your least?
1: So yeah. my favorite event's running. I'm always going to love the running. It's just it's my favorite, and I think it relates back to my dad again. He's just he's he's spe- we're, we have a special relationship, but. Um, I think the best, my best event is the swim. Um, I'm not a very fast runner and I'm definitely not a fast cyclist. So, this, the biking, although it's the longest part, is my weakest part. So, I try and focus all my my training there.
0: Cool. Uh, well, you said that you and your dad ran 100 miles. So, I guess that's, is that the longest that you've run so far?
1: Yes, 100 miles. Yes.
0: All right. Uh, jog your memory now. Since you've been involved in a double and a triple Ironman, you've had to see or experience some some pretty interesting situations. Uh, Anything jump out?
1: Uh, My dad and I got swarmed by bats when we we decided that we needed to run overnight. So we got up at like two in the morning and we just wanted to experience what it was like to run at night before we did a hundred mile race. And bats swarmed us. So now I have this fear of bats. I can't even. If I see one, I'm just so worried about it. And that that stuck out to me. I started cracking up about that, thinking about that time, just me throwing the flashlight down and running away because I was so scared. Um, but the, the one that sticks out most to me is in the double Ironman. I fell asleep walking. I had started walking for a second to get like a gel, like an energy gel, and I fell asleep. I know it. And everybody laughs at this story, but I'm like, I promise you, I was asleep for a good two minutes just walking down the road. <laughs> so it's, it's wild.
0: <laughs> well, those bats—if those bats were following you on that uh, on a lengthy run—they had to be in pretty good shape too uh, to fly that far. <laughs> oh,
1: well, God. you teach
0: you teach math. We know how. I've got a daughter that teaches as well. Uh, we know how demanding that is. You're studying to get your your doctorate in math. When do you train, and, and what what does a training session look like?
1: I, I do. And you everybody. got a, And you
0: have a child. <laughs>
1: I have a pretty unique schedule. I'm a morning person. So I, I get up at three 30 in the morning and I get about two and a half hours in before school. Um, and then I usually do something at night, even if it's just like an hour walk or like a yoga session um, at night. And then on the weekends, I can usually get four to six hours Saturday morning and Sunday morning. So that's, that's pretty much what I try and stay at because I, always try and have a race coming up. So in June I'm going to the World Championships um, in Oregon for a double Ironman.
0: So typically how many races will you <clears throat> compete in in a given year in a normal yeah, year?
1: That is a good question. Um, probably just two or three. I don't do a ton in a year um, just because they're so taxing but I love doing it and I love having something to train for and so probably about two or three big ones.
0: Do you have a, a regular training partner or a group of people that train with you or do you do a lot of it solo?
1: My sister just had a baby. Otherwise, she was with me all the time um, or, or dad is with me. But other than that, just solo.
0: So. All right. Well, now that you've uh, first uh, American women to, to in 30 years to, to win that World Cup, you talked about you like challenges. What's your next goal? What is it after a triple Ironman? I, I don't know of <laughs> anything.
1: <laughs> so there's a running joke in my family because I've always said I wanted to climb Everest. And a friend of mine that I met, you know how, you know how the tattoo inspired me for the triple Ironman? Well, I met a friend in these, these ultras that summited Everest a couple months ago. He just went and summited Everest and I thought we are meant to be friends, but <laughs> considering I hate being out of breath and I hate being cold. I'm not quite sure Everest is going to work out for me. So I am going to train and get ready for the quintuple Ironman. So it is five Ironman distances.
0: Well, <laughs> I don't, I think we need to get you help. Uh,
1: there, there, <laughs> That's what my parents people, said.
0: <laughs> there's people that, uh, that can work with folks like you and and uh, change your, th- your thought process a little bit. I didn't know that. I didn't know there was a triple, much less a, a five. Um, Wow. Well, we've got another guest uh, on our first season, uh, Doreen Linneman, who is an Ironman competitor, Mm -hmm. uh, or she always reminds me, finisher. Don't say competitor, finisher. Yes,
1: yes. uh, that's great.
0: And uh, she has done a number of challenging other events, mountain climbing, all over the world. And I told her about you, and she, she said... I just don't even want to hear any more about that. I can't even imagine double or triple. Oh but I'm going to hook the two of you up. I would love that. Because y'all would really, uh, she's got the same energy level you do. She's a serial entrepreneur. Uh, in fact, she's speaking to our uh, ideals class this coming uh, Sunday night. Oh, um, great. But um, uh, I want to get y'all together because uh, she can, in fact, I will send you her resume and then let you see some of the things that she has done in terms of challenges. So if you decide that it's going to be too cold, uh, you might find one. <laughs> might find one of these other things to to put on your uh, to do okay. list. I'd love that. Well, we got a minute or two. You have any questions about your dad or your mom, real quick, before we wrap up?
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! So that everybody, oh.
0: everybody in the in this podcast world can know about them.
1: Oh my goodness! I I should have prepared a good question about them. What What about any? Do you think you have a story about them? I don't know.
0: I do have one but I will not dare put it on the podcast. Oh. Um no, they're, they're they're great people and uh, you're you're very fortunate to to have them and they're very fortunate to have you. Well, Melissa, listen, Thank it you. has really been a, a real pleasure having you with us today and inspiring us with uh, your unbelievable uh, accomplishments and I would add mental toughness and I want to wish you the very best in your upcoming new challenges and And after listening to you, I feel like I need to take a nap and I feel like I ran some of those races. So thank you so much for for being with us.
1: Well, I, I just want to say thank you to you two for having me. And I think, you know, the work that you're doing with these young people is just really significant. And I feel honored to be a part of this podcast. So thank you.
0: You're very welcome. Well, folks, thank you for joining us today. And we look forward to having you back again next week. And until then, remember to make it your goal this week to be a positive influence in the lives of others.
2: Hey, before you go, we wanted to let you know about Jack's book called The Question, a guide to answering life's most important question. In this book, Jack shares his personal journey that began in 1993 to determine the values, principles, and beliefs that would guide his life. Whether you are a spouse, parent, grandparent, friend, leader, educator, coach, or mentor, Jack's I Believe statement supplies all the roles he has played during his lifetime and can do the same for you. Jack's message applies to all people, ages, and careers. It's an easy read with compelling stories, enjoyable humor, and sincere transparency. The question is now available in ebook and paperback exclusively on Amazon. Go to jackwwilliams.com slash to learn more and buy your copy today. Again, thanks for joining us for this episode and join us next week for an all new episode of Knowledge Cast by Ideals.